Hello, and welcome back to Love at First Contact. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, I want to apologize for the weird lapse in recording schedule. Uh, I have been extremely ill the last three weeks, and I'm only kind of now recovering. Um, so to get that out of the way, I just, just, you know, I wanted to get that out of the way now, just so you guys understand that we, episodes might be a little fluctuating for a little bit, but I'm, I'm feeling much better. So, but joining me, as always, is... Safai. Hello, my love. Hello, We're sir. married now, guys. Not like if you didn't already know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did post on our social media, so you probably saw the photo, but we got married uh, on Friday, uh, which was really fun. Yeah. So the judge was nice. Uh, we have another actual wedding coming up in June, though, so mm -hmm. get ready for more pictures of, of my beautiful wife. And maybe also re-seeing that cake you guys saw. Yeah. No, that was a nice cake. It was, it was, really good. It was tasty good. I might, I might have some after this recording, I know, I actually. Do want some yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, we've got it in the fridge right now. Um, but so, uh, what are we here to talk about? Well, it's a monumental uh, day for Love at First Contact because we are officially on our first Klingon episode. Now, by my calculation, we watched this episode in January. <laughs> So do you remember anything? Are you sure it was January? It was either like... I thought it was February. It was like er late February. It was either mid-February or early January. Or late January. Okay. So it's been a while. Uh, we just got really far ahead in watching episodes because they started getting good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they Yeah, got... I wrote a lot for this. Yeah, this was a really good episode. Uh, Kling... I don't remember too much, though. Klingon episodes are, are really good, in my opinion. If it's a Klingon episode, you're not, you're not going to have a bad time. And I'm happy to say that the episode we're watching next today, um, which is... I don't remember. It's the first Kalar episode where Worf gets his wife, um, wife, girlfriend, baby mama. I, I don't, I don't know how to describe my master <laughs> Kalar, but um, yeah. So we're we're gonna watch the Klingon episode today. So oh, not okay. a, not a better Klingon episode, but there's some good there's some goodens next next season. Gooden. There's some good Klingon episodes. Like you got no idea what's coming. <laughs> Wait till we get uh, Redemption. I think that's what it's called. Where Worf and, and his brother clear their father's name. He has a brother. Oh shit! Spoilers. <laughs> but yes. Uh, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive into your questions. Well, I don't remember what this is. What happened in this episode? Uh, Riker is in the transporter room. He greets a bunch of officers doing an officer exchange program from a starbase, and he starts mm -hmm. being like, "Ah, oh, I, you know, no, you know, I should do something like this. I should go and visit other starships." Oh yeah, and he gets kidnapped. Not kidnapped. No, Picard points out that there's a. a Klingon ship willing to take on a Starfleet officer as an uh -huh. officer exchange program because it's loosely hinted at in, in the early Klingon episodes that the Klingons had joined the Federation by this point and their navy was operating still but part of the Federation but that is eventually kind of retconned over okay so it's not canon after this and we skipped an episode actually we skipped the very first Klingon episode because I watched it and I was like none of this is, is relevant besides Worf like having stuff that he does in other episodes better so i was like ah we'll, we'll skip it so i'm sorry to deprive you of a klingon episode but it was uh, not a good klingon episode that's so, all right i don't know what i'm missing i know but this episode's a uh, riker transfers over the klingon ship does an amazing job being a klingon officer and then eventually has to do what most klingon first officers do and depose the captain and he does and he saves the day by by playing it klingon style and then he gets punched pretty hard <laughs> Um, and Worf's proud of him, Riker's proud of him, and, and everyone's proud of him. Okay. So, it's a good episode. One of my favorite season two episodes. Probably the only season two episode I will point to and be like, I'll watch that. Hmm. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Ready for my questions? I'm ready for your questions. Okay. Uh, first thing I said was laser hologram is cool. Yeah, so the shooting range. This is, I think, I'm not positive, but this is the first time we see the shooting range. Mm -hmm. So this becomes a recurring kind of set piece. It's, it's, uh, it goes all the way to Voyager where they're doing shooting range stuff in the holodeck. 
But it's kind of cool, you know, seeing the officers practicing their phasers with uh, the holodeck. Yeah, I didn't know they so, actually did that. Yeah, I mean, they have to. they got to keep their aim up, you know? Mm, I thought they just kind of had luck. And no. Just, pew, pew. No, you know who holds the record for highest score in the holodeck shooting Is range? it Riker? It's Guinan. Guinan. Bar- oh! Whoopi Goldberg. R- really? Yeah. It's a later episode. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then I said, really, Wesley, they don't look alike. They... Yeah, no, Wesley continues a sad trend in these early episodes of being kind of racist to aliens, um, specious, I guess you would say, and and he mismatches his friend Mordok for, I don't remember what this officer's name was, but this other Benzite officer, and and to be honest, they do look similar, but when you look at the Benzite in this episode, you he, can has, tell, yeah, like... he has like brown splotches, yeah. and, and Meldar at the Academy Training Center like was pure blue but i mean even if like they were the same species like obviously not everyone in the same species gotta, looks the I same i mean he even said that like oh me and meldar come from the same hatching cluster or something like yeah. that so i guess that means like oh we're the same alien so, like, they're race like cousins. It, it would be like me and my like i don't know brother being confused for each other i guess yeah no, that, no that's that's how i kind of compare it because me and my brother look nothing alike at all um, well, I'm saying, like, if they're saying they're from the same species, that they're, like, cousins, kind of. Well, he said they're from the same, like, hatching cluster, so they have to be, like, cousins or, like, distantly related. Okay. So, like, I, I mean, maybe Wesley gets gets a point for not being bad here. No, but, he yeah. still was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta remember, this is the season where Jean kind of passed off the torch a little bit. Very, very minuscule amount. Um, so they're probably not writing Wesley as, as good as they could, because Wesley, I mean, Jean Roddenberry's middle name is Wesley. Okay. So it tells you who this character is based off of. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I love Wesley, though. I really wish we had gotten more. Um, we're actually sadly about halfway through Wesley. Really? I think season four is when he goes to the Academy, and then he becomes like once a season he'll show up in something. Interesting. But that's it. And it's just because, you know, he didn't... I don't I don't think Willie ever really wanted to act. I mean, he, he got some amazing roles. We should watch Stand By Doesn't Me. Doesn't he, like, like, obviously not the actor, but, like, his role come back in Picard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that yet. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he comes back, though, right? I, it's hard to talk about Wesley post-TNG. Okay. Because we don't know what happened to him. Because the last time we see him, he does something that makes it very hard to keep track of him. And then when he pops up in Picard, it's, it's kind of sad. Because, I'll be honest, when Picard started, no one expected to get what we're getting now in season three and, really? and wesley shows up in the last episode of season two as as really the only other tng character to show up hmm. because brent spiner's in it but he's another soon um one of my favorite things um one of my friends in the strange new pod discord uh riker's beard made a joke we were all up at 3 a.m the other night watching the new episode and he said there's too many soongs he just kept he kept shouting there were too many soongs and they're soongs so so, Eric Soong, his uh-huh. last name is Soong, uh-huh. uh, is the guy who built Data. Oh. And Lore and B4 and the other androids. Okay. But the problem is, Brent Spiner has a bad habit of popping up in every every Star Trek series as a different Soong. Uh-huh. Like, he's Eric Soong in TNG. I might be getting that wrong. I think Eric Soong actually comes from Enterprise. In Enterprise, he's the guy who built Data's great-grandfather or grandfather. And then... More recently, he's been the guy who built Data's son, another Sung, and then in Picard season three, he shows up as another character. So, My head hurts. Yeah, Brent Spiner, <laughs> I think, 
holds the record for most characters played by the same person in or most different characters played by the same person or it might be jeffrey combs we haven't gotten to a combs episode yet uh, wait until we get to jeffrey combs and oh. i start just pointing out jeffrey combs okay We're gonna, we need to put a picture of jeffrey combs if, if i could get any guest any guest out of everyone in Star Trek. You say Trek. that a lot. I know, but but thinking about it now, any guest, it would be Jeffrey Combs because okay. you could talk to him about almost half of the Star Trek universe because he's been in almost half of the Star Trek universe. He's in Deep Space Nine, TNG, Enterprise. Uh, he's yet and Lower Decks. He was in Lower Decks. So who was he in Lower Decks? He was in the evil AI when they crash land on the planet that keeps trying to trick Boimler into letting him replicate like a burrito or something, oh, okay. so he could hack into the computer. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. Okay. It's kind of funny. Um, I wrote he's so rude. Just got there. I don't remember about who I was talking about though. The Klingons. The Klingons are rude to Riker. Oh. Yeah. Oh yes. yes. Oh no, you're talking about Meldar. Meldar got on the ship and he's rude to everyone. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. He was. A, he was a. Piece There's a of lot something. of rude people who just arrive at places this <laughs> episode. But yeah, no, uh, Meldar. He's breaking Federation. It, it implies that he's like a, an ensign or just out of the academy or something. But wouldn't an ensign want to follow every rule because like they just got out of the they academy? They should. Like you and, know, and like they it, don't want to stir the pot just look, yet. Everyone should be a be a Tindy or a Rutherford. You shouldn't be a Boimler and you shouldn't be a Mariner. This guy is is a hundred percent Boimler. <laughs> this is this is this is. No, because even Boimler still follows the rules. Yeah, but this guy's like, okay, he's more of a Mariner. Uh, well. He's like the he's love, like a mixture. Yeah, he's like a, a really bad like the worst traits of both Boimler and Mariner mixed together mm-hmm. into one Benzite officer. Wow! So, I love that I can remember any alien species. Like you could hold up a flashcard of a Star Trek alien, and I'll, I'll probably know which one it is. Out of everything that you tell me, that's very random facts. I'm not surprised yeah, you can no, know this. I know. Yes. My favorite thing I want to tell this story real quick is um, I have a bad habit of going off on tangents like this right now. Um, but with you, it's a little worse because I'm a history buff. I love history, especially ancient like Greece and stuff like that. And it doesn't help that I'm studying to be a teacher. And so I like I like to quiz you. I like to pop quiz you. So I'll talk about like the Kennedy administration with the Bay of Pigs. That was one we talked about recently that you never heard of. I'll talk I'll talk to the end of the day with uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. That's my favorite historical figure. And of I all keep time. telling you, these are probably some things I will not be teaching Teddy, these you'll, kids. You'll, look, you'll, if you get a history class, you're going to teach them about Teddy Roosevelt. There's right? not gotta. I am teaching history. I know. Then you're going to teach them about Teddy Roosevelt. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. That man is important. I'm not going to talk about We need a history podcast where I do the exact no, same thing don't. we do here, but with history. Um, but so what happened the other night was we called my grandfather um, on our wedding night. We called we called my grandfather who lives in Texas. That sounds bad. It does. I mean, we, I don't talk to him enough. I'll be the no, first to say that. No, it sounds bad that, oh yeah, we talked to your grandma, grandpa on your wedding night. No, because like, you got to call the family, you know? you got to call your family members and tell them what happened. Yeah. So um, I, I called my grandpa, and we were talking, and I always like, you know, I, I like him to talk to, to Safai. So I go upstairs out of my office, and, and we're, we're talking. And we don't get a word in for about an hour and 30 minutes. He just he just starts rambling. No, we got a word in for like the first 10 minutes. Yeah, first 10 minutes we had a little bit of a conversation, but then he starts going in on like politics and history. And, and my, my grandpa is a Texan cowboy. He built trains all his life at a big factory, steel mill. He's very nice. Yeah. It's just, he's also, I think like, he's lonely. He's very, I, I don't want to say that because I don't know if he listens, but I don't think he's lonely because he's got, he's got his kids and stuff down there. But like. Maybe they don't like think of the same views as him though. Probably not. Because uh, he, he well, look, if, I'm not going to get political on this show because that's a bad that's a bad I didn't habit. say which but, way. But, like, if you know about Texas, he is, he is like, I don't know how to describe it. He's like the opposite. He's, like he's the, the opposite of he's Texas. He's the mirror universe Texas <laughs> from the, like, universe where everybody is, like, 
like Star Trek. He's like the Star Trek version of Texas. So he's very fun to talk to and very you can learn a lot from him, but he's just like me and he'll start rambling. And at one point I turned towards you and I was like, this is how I am, isn't it? And yes. I, I felt bad for like five seconds. I was like, wow, yeah. you must hate me. So <laughs> You um, don't go on for an hour though, but I could. I just I, I mean I could, but I do, I'm I sure I just... will when I'm his age. When I'm seventy, I'm sure I will will go off on Yeah, and I'll probably have an hearing aid and just turn it off. That's probably true. But no, um but yeah, you know. Davey got a little bit of it yesterday. I was on a, I was on Oh, Trexpert's, Davey, I'm so sorry. I was on Trexpert's I'm quiz. I'm so sorry. And he, he, he didn't get the question wrong. It's just somebody gave an answer that was right, and he said no. And I was like, in my head, I was like, no, 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 wait, that's right. That's right. Wait, that, that guy, he's right. I didn't say anything, and I, like, I quietly Googled it. Now he's going to message you, be like, what are you talking about? I, well, no, he knows, because I quietly Googled it, and down the line, another person gave an answer that was, that was right, just not the answer Davey was looking for. And I was like, well, you know, he's right. Uh, what was it? It was a, a special effects director on the show. Last time I was a, a guest host, I didn't use any half points. So this time, you know, every other question was a half point. So why did I get a half point when you quizzed me? Oh, on our show. Um, because that was an academy test. I can't give half points on yes, an academy can. test. Okay. Then I said, why Riker is always eating gross stuff? That's, oh my god, I think I even commented on that. Yeah, I have never noticed that in early seasons of TNG, anytime somebody puts a plate down in front of Riker containing, like, insects, living worms, you know, Anything liver, you can think of. That's still bleeding. Like, he just eats it. He puts it down his throat. What and is... and Frakes has even said, yeah, I actually ate that. So How is he not dead? I mean, apparently all this Klingon food is edible. Like, you can eat it. Because the Klingons eat it nonstop. So, like, you know, but, like, Rokeg blood pie. I would try Rokeg blood pie. I have a Ooh. blood pie recipe upstairs in the Star Trek cookbook. I will not be eating that again. You literally me. can't because we're trying to have a kid. And, uh, I, even if know. I wasn't, I would still not be eating that. I know. But, like, you know, Klingon food is not for the faint of heart. I, I'm more of a Bajoran fan. I like the Bajoran cuisine. I recently, well, you, you, you know, know me. I have a sensitive stomach. That's true. You couldn't even... I made some Bajoran stuff from that Star Trek cookbook, and you hated all of it. Yeah. So, I even... I didn't like most of it, actually. So, I was like... <laughs> yeah. I gotta try the other stuff. Anyway, what's your next mm -hmm. question? Um, I said, they would really kill Riker if he was just a visitor on their ship. Yeah. Like, that was a good question. Yeah, no, like, like uh, yeah, Riker, like was at risk nonstop. Klingons have no rules about killing officers. I mean, they do. Like, you can't just kill an officer for no reason. But if that officer shows a momentary sign of weakness, you can beat the shit like, out of him. Like, he can't let his guard down. No, it's like a prison. What about you know? sleeping? Uh, he apparently didn't have a problem with that. Oh my god, so, I, I mean, would be terrified. I mean, I would be too, but like, I would get no sleep. Well, you, the Klingons wouldn't kill you in your sleep because that's dishonorable. They they wouldn't they wouldn't kill you in your sleep. They would they they don't. Klingons... But what if like you did something that was dishonorable, but like they wanted to sneak attack you, so they came and killed you in your if, sleep. If you had done something dishonorable and you were a Klingon, you wouldn't be killed. You would have to live with that dishonor. You would be completely shunned from Klingon society. No Klingon would speak your names. Your honor that you would earned if you were a great general and you just did something wrong, and and completely dishonored yourself. All of that honor is stripped away. Why wouldn't they just kill you? Because why would you die? That's just that's not an honor worthy kill for them. To kill someone dishonorable, if that person has not wronged you, you have no reason to kill them. If they have done something so dishonorable to dishonor themselves and their family, there's there's no reason to kill them. They must live on the streets of Kronos in complete poverty. In fact, in this episode, if you remember, there's a Klingon uh, who talks about his father who dishonored himself. 
And his father now lives in poverty and squalor on the homeworld. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he refuses to kill him and acknowledge him because he knows that by associating with him, he dishonors himself. So by ignoring uh, his father, he continues to be able to earn honor for himself in his name. Wait, so at the end of the episode, when they send Riker back, I don't remember, was he dishonorable or did they just... No, he. I mean, he... I, I think the Klingons respect him because the captain was being unreasonable, but he did something in a way to where the captain was not dishonored. Okay. So he made sure that that captain, who who in all intents and purposes is the perfect Klingon captain, was amazing to Riker. You know, he he, he legitimately treated Riker like another officer. He didn't treat him like a human. Uh-huh. After Riker showed he could do what he needed to do, um, you know, that captain... He, Riker didn't want to dishonor that captain because he knew what would happen. So he did it in a way to save that captain to show he had honor. And then he allowed himself to appear weak to let the f- old first officer dishonor him to gain the ship back. Okay. So that's that's what happens there. Okay. Then I said Worf. Did I say that right? Yeah, Worf. Worf, Worf really put him in his place. The um, Bajan? Did I say that right? The, 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 the Benzite, yeah. Benzite? I mean, Worf is a great officer. I mean, Worf did exactly what any military officer would have done. I know, but I was laughing. I was like, good. Someone's yeah. putting him in his place. No, it's it's perfect. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yes. Um, then I said, how does he talk on... Wait. How does he... Oh, how does he take on a Klingon? What do you mean take on a Klingon? Uh, I think that's when they were saying, like, he can't take the their woman. Oh, I mean... <laughs> um, well... Uh, how do I how do I put this without spoiling something? Um, in the next episode, we're going to meet the first half Klingon. Interesting. The very very first half Klingon. Have I seen? Have you seen other half Klingons? No, have, yeah, like when you were watching it, and I was passing. Uh, probably. If you catch me watching Voyager, the chief engineer of Voyager is is half human. Um, Did they look fully Klingon or like? You can her her both both the character we're going to meet today in the episode we're going to watch after we record this and and Belana Torres one of my favorite engineers in Star Trek they both have Klingon features they have the head ridges and the strength but they're not as prominent as like Worf or the Klingons on the ship they're very subtle um, so Kalar's are Belana Torres has a full cranial ridge but like they aren't I don't know how to describe it they're not like as full as Klingons. Okay. It's so not as thick. Okay. Um, they look more, they look more like skin. They look less like a bony protrudence than, than like skin stretched over like ridges. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That was hard. That was really hard. Actually. I can see that. I was like trying to think about how to. You guys can't to, uh, see this, but like I'm just watching him like was, his brain trying to work. I was trying not to spoil the episode we're watching today because, you know, Kalar is a cool guy. I just spoiled who the half Klingon is, but. Um, I didn't even hear what you said. Good. I know you don't listen to me. I do, but I was looking no. at what my we'll next question was. We'll talk about this in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to understand what I wrote for the next question. Go ahead. Oh, you I... have as bad handwriting as I No, and no one has no, as bad handwriting as no, I do. No, I do not. <laughs> my boss at work does. We, were, we, were, we bonded over the fact that our handwriting is illegible completely. So. Is that like a dude thing? I don't know. Okay, like, I want, if any ladies are listening, actually, there should be some ladies that are listening, I want you guys to comment if, like, a man you know, like your husband, brother, whoever, also has ban- bad handwriting. Because I really feel like this is like the male species, male species. that are like this. That's specious. That's genderist. I, I don't know. Male species and doctors. Oh. Well, then it, maybe <laughs> it's a sign horrible. of intelligence. Maybe if you're an intelligent male, you have bad handwriting. You can't even read your own handwriting sometimes. I, I, sometimes I can't. <laughs> I, I can't read. If it, we go back far enough, I have old notebooks in this, the studio. Because this is also our storage room. 
<laughs> but um you know yeah 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 Mm -hmm. hey guys just to remind you we are still actually thinking speaking of the studio and i looked over and saw it um we're still doing the giveaway for the star trek foam finger uh no one has claimed it yet and if you guys don't take it i'm just gonna give it to davy because because davy tells us how good the episodes are every week he's also but, our only patron i don't know i need to post he? it uh, yeah he's our only patron I thought um, there was two. no there's only one i was oh. wrong i i saw him liking a thing one day and i misread it as another follower but it was oh. just him liking stuff okay. on patreon so um but yeah, if, if you guys uh, want to win this phone finger, just just post a thing underneath this video on YouTube, or if you're on um, what you call it, if you're on any other social media platform, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, that's all we have. That's right. Yeah. If you're on Instagram, leave a comment, or if you're on Patreon and you see one of the public posts, leave a comment there. You know, there's there's hundreds of places for you guys. He's always checking. I always check every day. I like to go through and just see what people are saying. You know, last last episode, I think I talked about how we had just passed a thousand. Yeah. And, like, it had taken us a year to get there. Yeah. We're at 1,484 as of today. Wow. That means we have gotten almost to half a thousand in, in the span of a week. Well, you have made more friends. Yeah, more friends. I would say more people are listening to the podcast. We have an average audience size. Our average audience size used to be two or three people. It's now jumped to 22 people a week. And didn't you say someone promoted us with their followings and some of their followings came over to us? Davey. Oh, it was Davey? Yeah, I thought it was Davey, someone else. Davey promotes us every time we come on. I thought it was someone else. No, and then he, he's, um, I said last week, he has introduced me to other groups. I'm now in the Trek Time Discord, an amazing podcast. Go check out Trek Time. Uh, we talk to Computer Resume Podcast a lot on Instagram. He's really cool. Uh, his podcast is amazing. It's very similar to ours, except he's going in in-universe chronological order. So he starts with Enterprise, and now I think I think he just got to Discovery. So he's now in Discovery, and I, I, I wish we were going to overlap. I, I don't know. We might, because he's going through a little bit quicker than we are. So they're, uh, like, and there's... Well, it's just him. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's him and his, his wife. I need to listen. I haven't I haven't listened in a Wait, long who? time. Uh, Computer Resume Podcast. Oh, so I thought you said Davey. No. I was like, Davey doesn't have a wife. No, he has a partner. <laughs> Anthony. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Computer Resume. They, uh, their podcast is very similar to ours, and they're, they might, honestly, before we leave TNG, they might overlap, because they're not far behind. Nah, I didn't know that it was, like, different like that, like in Star Wars, that it has different orders you can... Yeah, I mean, there there are multiple ways to watch Star Trek. There's the, you can skip around, you could only watch the Klingon episodes, uh, you, you could watch chronologically, you could watch temporally. Um, temp I would never recommend somebody watch it temporally uh, t temporally i don't i don't know how to say that uh, it means you watch it in the order of time event so you would have to start with like um i don't know what's the earliest they go back in time i don't know uh probably i don't know the episode where q sends picard back to the beginning of the universe oh yeah so, yeah you know uh but that would mean you would start at the end of, of tng so like that would be a really weird way to watch it. I would love to do that one day. Watch in order of time. You have time. So You'll do it. That's true. I, I will one day. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. So okay. Different orders. Then I said, the ensign is so stupid to wait to share the information. Yeah. The the Benzite, whose name I still do not remember, um, he was just really kind of dumb. Like, he had, like, critical information that could have saved the Klingon ship, stopped any of this from happening. But then again, like, if he had said something, <laughs> it wouldn't have been an episode. Yeah, I mean, there could have... No, it would have been a different type of episode. It would have been, like, a strictly, like, Riker on a Klingon ship on a patrol, not getting into any fights. No, because he figured it out before Riker got onto the ship. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he could have told... He, he knew before Riker left, like, the ship left. 
So he could have told them there that, hey, there's an organism on your, on your hull, and, uh, and, like, you know, you need to fix that before you leave. Pabu! Sorry, our cats are Yeah, here. Pabu, no, that's rude. Leave your brother alone. No, I think he's, like, he's, just yeah, he's walking chasing her. towards her. Now he's going into the abyss of the crate, so... <laughs> Our, our our one cat Kylo, our youngest, he's he's literally the worst cat. No, he's not. I mean, Don't he's, be mean to my baby. He's so mean to no, his he, sisters. His he's sister needs his to sister be right his now. sister needs to be tougher. He's, that's why I drew them as Romulans. They all act like Romulans. She our needs dog to be tougher. Acts like a good boy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Uh, what did I say? Uh, Wesley was being so nice to the ensign. Ensign. Well, that's because they're they're practically the same rank. But he was just being a jerk to him. The ensign was being a jerk to Wesley? Yeah. Well, Wesley has more compassion and more tolerance than the uh, the ensign does. Even though he was just being species? Exactly. <laughs> so Wesley shows that, yeah, he is more mature than most of the adults on that bridge. Jesus. Then <laughs> um, I said, they are, they are so fast to kill. The Klingons? I think so. Yeah, 100% they are. Um, and this, this does not end. There will be days where Klingons just start shooting. What are they going to do if they just, like, kill off their homies? They almost did. They did? Yeah, they, they overmined their moon. Uh, the moon of Praxis. That's the whole point of Star Trek V, which we did watch. Um, it's the one where the moon blows up and Sulu's like, Shields! Ah. Turn it into the wave! Oh. I love that movie. Wait, oh, oh, I just had a... It's not in, It's not involving this episode. Okay. But what happens when the Klingon women are pregnant? Can they still... Are they allowed to fight? Or no? Maybe we'll find out in a future episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a huge plot point for season seven of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> I just realized that. I was so, like, wait, they have babies. Like, that's not I mean, safe for Just like Ronal in, in Avatar 2, the way of water. They'll just get out there with their bat lift and start killing people. So, I what, mean, Wait, do they also, like, judge the, the babies? No. Do they kill babies? I don't, I don't think you get judged until the, the right of inclusion, or the age of inclusion. What if the babies aren't, like... Like strong, like in the freaking um, Spartans, and they just leave them out in the wilderness. That, that kind of is how they raise them. The Klingons <laughs> and the Spartans are. I think. I think the Klingons take a lot of inspiration from the Spartans of Greece. So they, they their training is very similar. The way they look at people is, is extremely similar. So yeah, good good comparison, baby. Well, because we're talking about watching three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed, which involves the Spartans a lot. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, very similar, um, I, I will say we, we don't see a lot of Klingon children, and when we do, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't want to see dead babies. Well, I'm not saying we see them dead, but what I'm saying is we, we see, we, the, one of the main characters of season, season three, season four, I think season four of TNG, from there on for a while, is, is Alexander, Worf's son. Who is is a Klingon? Yeah, but he's not surrounded by Klingons. No, and he he definitely shows it. So, um, but like you know, when we we do see Klingon children, they're just as tough as the adults. So my mind is blown. Yeah, no, Klingon culture is really cool. It's the most probably it's probably the second most defined culture in Star Trek, right behind the Bajorans. And the only reason the Bajorans are more is because the Bajorans. I mean, we spend seven seasons in orbit of their homeworld. We and and, and in their home system, we learn a bit about them. So okay yeah interesting okay then my next question is that is so weird logic uh kill with klingons i don't remember what logic i Logic kill with klingons i have no idea it's that been is a some weird logic kill with klingons oh you're just saying the klingons logic is weird yeah no i mean the klingons logic oh you're talking about when they turn around to go blow up the ship because they think the enterprise attacked them with some kind of weapon oh yeah because they pointed a beam at that area of the hole to scan it and that caused them to think that they got attacked. 
So, yeah, no, the Klingons' logic to be like, oh, our greatest ally who has supported us for almost 100 years is shooting or a, a non-invasive scanner beam at one area of the ship that happens to have something? No, maybe they're trying to help us. No, they were firing a weapon to destroy us. Let's oh, go so blow them up. What logic is it? Some Paclid thinking right there. What logic is it that they would send one of their main officers onto the Klingon ship without getting him off before they blow up the Klingon ship. Hey, that's his his choice. He had the escape badge. Remember, he could activate that at any point. In the no, I'm off. saying for the Klingons, like, why wouldn't they think like that? You know? Well, they did. They did. They thought Riker was there to turn them against him, but he proved to them that he was honorable, and he wasn't. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, why would, why would the Enterprise blow up the Klingon ship when one of their officers is on the ship still? They don't know. They don't care. Remember, the humans and the Klingons and the Federation and the Klingons have been at, were at war for almost 100 years. So, like, there's a lot of animosity on both sides. And, and I mean, that'll that'll be a major plot point in Deep Space Nine, because the, the Kinema Accords do not hold. Interesting. So. Okay. Then I said, Riker is so smart. Riker is very smart. He's probably the smartest Starfleet officer, and the man deserved to be a captain before he turned 50. Is he? No. <laughs> Does he him, ever become captain? It took him 17 years to become captain. Wow, man. Yeah. And, I mean, he's still a captain. I mean, I don't like Kirk, but geez, he did it in yeah. like three. Oh man, you're not gonna like what happened recently in Picard. I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone, but geez, you are gonna be upset that someone is alive. No. And that I don't someone is Jonathan it. Archer. Okay. He's a thousand years old, but he's still out there kicking. Shut I'm not gonna up. spoil that for anyone. Okay. What are you talking about? He's. I said he's such a good Klingon. I don't. I'm, wait. Riker. Yeah. Riker is such a good Klingon. He is. He would make an amazing Klingon. And, and the Klingons even point out Riker. You know, you could come serve with us one day if you want to. So. That was it. All right. That was it. Yeah. There's another question that you're not saying. Uh, it's, it doesn't, it's like stupid. What does it say? You can't look at my rating. Let no. Let me see it. I'm not going to see your rating, but <laughs> no! let me see the, let's read the last question then. This is what are, what are nice Klingon friends? What are nice Klingon friends? I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't know why I wrote that. I, oh, what nice friends are Klingons? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. It's no. been a minute since it's I've watched this. I mean, Klingons are an amazing friend. To, they're like the friend that you occasionally get into spats with. But uh, I have a friend named Viz. All right, I have a friend named Viz. We had a pretty big spat that, you know, we played games together and almost caused us to start shooting in the game at each other. Does Viz listen to this? Yes. Uh, that's why I'm bringing the story up. Uh, and Viz, you know, we haven't talked since December, and now Viz and I have been talking for about two months, and we're like, it's just like old times. It's like, ah, let's go blow shit up together. And like, and it's, now he's yelling at you. He's, yeah, he yelled at me last night pretty bad. I'm not going to let him go. He, was mad at, he wasn't mad at me, but I, I unpaused the game by accident, and he started yelling at me. And I was like, that hurts, Viz. That's not what I was talking about. I didn't, I didn't care. What are you talking about? I was talking about the, the Sopranos. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I watch way too much Sopranos, and he calls me on that, just like good, you do. Good job, so, yeah, no. I do, too. It's like, so we should do a Sopranos podcast. No. I would do a Sopranos podcast. You can't by yourself. I will. Okay. I'll do it. Okay. Do you know the actors from the Sopranos who play Christopher and, uh... What, they're in Star Trek? No, they have their own podcast where they talk about the Sopranos. <laughs> it's Christopher and who else? Polly? Christopher and Polly, yeah. Okay, it's like Scrubs when they have their own podcast. That's what started it. And then there's uh, there's there's two different Star Trek podcasts now where two people from their shows watch all the episodes. A lot of people have their own podcasts. Like, the cat, like two of the members from Wizard of Waverly Place have now That was inspired by, by the Scrubs Jesus. podcast, too. The Scrubs <laughs> podcast did everything. The real, our fake doctors, real friends. Like, the last Avatar, they have a podcast. Yeah, but that one's just corporate greed. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, let's let's hear your rating. Um, I gave it an 8. An 8? Do you want to explain why a little bit? Uh, I just thought it was, I mean, it's been a minute since we watched this, babe, but... <laughs> True. 
Um, I thought it was really good. I thought the storyline was good. Um, it was a lot of action that I liked going on in it. Um, even though it was kind of like a ship in a bottle kind of episode. But, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, honestly, you'll, you'll I wish we, we had another good Klingon episode nearby. Like, there's one called uh, Blood Oath in, in um, Deep Space Nine that is probably one of my favorite episodes of Trek ever. Um, just because of how the Klingons uh, who are in it, who are, are Klingons you've met, um, I can say that. Uh, you've met King Kor and Koloth from the original series. It's the first time we see original Klingons looking like modern Klingons. And um, and it's just honestly an all-around good episode. It's an amazing wrap-up for those three characters. Uh, and Deep Space Nine has probably the most amount of Klingon episodes per per show and, and the best amount of Klingon episodes per show. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite character this week? Yeah. Which, uh, what was your favorite character? I would say Worf. He's a good character, isn't he? I like him. Just wait. He, gets... he kind of reminds me of me. He's not as violent. You know, I, I can see that. I would draw that comparison a lot between you and Worf. Um, and I think you'll see that going forward, especially with next episode. Uh, the next episode is a really, it's Worf-centered. So I think I think next week is the first all Worf episode. Really? For us, all Worf focused. Um, and then from here on out, Worf becomes more of a major character. And I think I've told you, Michael Dorn and Worf, uh, he has the the award literally now because Whoopi Goldberg gave him an award when he came on the View recently for most appearances in Star Trek as a single character. Yeah, you said that before. Um, he's appeared in somewhere over like two hundred and fifty episodes. Uh, Good. Because, I mean, he's a main character for all of TNG. I think he's in almost every episode of TNG. And then he's in um, every episode of Deep Space Nine from season forward on. So, and then he's in the movies. Uh, and now he's in Picard. So, and maybe he'll get his own show. Michael Dorn's been petitioning for uh, the Captain Worf series. And I, I'd love to watch that. So. Okay. But I've got some fun facts, as always. As so, always. Um, let's see. Maurice Hurley, uh, who was a writer and one of the key writers for the first two seasons of Star Trek, said A Matter of Honor was just a good idea. It dealt with a serious problem. One of the things that the old Star Trek did, which the new Star Trek can't do as well. Hmm. And that's true. The cool thing, though, with uh, the difference between old Star Trek and new Star Trek is that new Star Trek had to sneak stuff past the studio. The studio, when they came to New Star Trek, were like, here's a list of topics we'd like you to cover. And it was like, crime, abortion, you know, big, big, big name items that are causing problems even into today. And Star Trek The Next Generation will hit every single... I think every problem we have in modern society, Next Generation hits at some point. There's an I mean, that if, if you're like a good show, you're more, like, you talk yeah. about what's going on currently in the world. But, like, this show comes from the 80s, and it's still relevant today. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do stuff as good as it could, but, I mean, it, it still talks about it. Like, uh, there's an episode that deals with trans rights. Um, this is an issue now. Yeah, I mean, it, that episode is done a lot better. The, the exact same episode is done in Star Trek Enterprise. It's the same plot, like like, down to the letter. Like, it is the same plot as the episode of Enterprise, or of Next Generation, with, like, some small things changed and characters being in different positions and different outcomes and stuff like that. Interesting. But, like, it's it's literally the same issue. And it shows that Star Trek still has to deal with that in the modern era. And I, I'm very, very proud of Star Trek because uh, two seasons ago in Star Trek Discovery, we got our first non-binary character with uh, Great Hall, maybe? Have I met them? No, this is Discovery. Okay. Um, Great, or is it... I don't... Oh, man. Okay, I'm not going to try to... I, I need to rewatch Discovery. <laughs> That's the one I've watched the least. But uh, 
first non-binary character and then the first trans character. Ah. So, uh, it's... Well, I mean, it is like a thousand something years in space, so yeah, I hope a, all well, that yeah, is resolved. Yeah, Discovery is a thousand years in the future. So, yeah. I mean, even in, in, um, in TOS and in Enterprise, that stuff has been resolved. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows that maybe in a hundred years, yeah, maybe we will be in a better place, you know? And, and I mean... Fingers crossed. You know, if we have to say it, yeah, we support trans rights. If you don't, get the hell off our podcast. What are you doing? You know, we're Star Trek fans. I am. You're getting there. But, you know, we believe in all the things Gene Roddenberry talked about. And Gene Roddenberry was very big about, you know, everybody deserves to be treated equally. Even though he was a dick. Yeah. I mean, he treated everybody equally. I thought he wasn't nice to the women. He was very misogynistic. I will say that he he does have a track record of being genuinely nice to everyone unless you're working under him. I mean, if you're working for him, he's a horrible boss. Uh, he's I mean, a even, horrible collaboration partner, but as a human being, he he was a good guy. I mean, even in the documentary we watched, they were all like, he's a dick, but he's a nice dick. Most of them were saying that, and those were the people who got fired. But they were still so, saying, though, he was a nice dick. Yeah, I mean, he was a nice guy. He just was very egotistical. And and to be honest, you know, Star Trek took a lot out of him. And I can see that. You know, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been involved in creative projects that take stuff out of me. This podcast takes a lot out of me. I'm just lucky you're involved in it, so it's not as bad. You're welcome. So, see, do I have any more fun facts? I didn't. I didn't prep for this episode. No, you did not. So I, I have memory alpha pulled up. We're almost done. We're almost done. Normal, you prep me too. I know. I, I didn't do that. Um, Mark Jenkins and I. Oh, uh, one of Maurice Hurley's favorite scenes was when Riker sits down aboard the pot and the Klingons are making fun of him. Um, everyone who was involved in this said it's a great episode, and I I have to agree. Uh, a scene of film, but cut for the t- for time, showed the engineering room of the pot. Uh, this is uh, a maquette of the engine room was already completed photographs of which have been published in the Star Trek or the 24th century technical manual um, yeah Blavar Burden and Marina Sirs do not appear in this episode unfortunately that is a bit of a trend for late season 2 why? Um, I don't know uh, Lavar Burden at this time I think was filming Reading Rainbow so he was probably busy doing that a little bit so okay. he probably just had scheduling time Marina it's not clear because to be honest she mostly did voice acting after tng and i can't remember very much that she did before tng so she probably was just busy Um, (laughs) but you know they come back season three onwards everyone's a pretty major character okay but guys that's gonna wrap us up big shout out to as we've already said davy our only patron thank you to all the podcasts who have shown amazing support but just remember guys we're all star trek fans and and we we need to treat each other as star trek fans so and nicely nicely that's right be nice to your friends Um, i'm not saying i've had any issues i haven't but like i just feel like in any fandom it's good to be reminded that you know we all like star trek some of us like different parts of star trek but Let's all be let's all be Star Trek fans, you know. I'm saying it because the world is kind of messed up. Yeah, it's horrible right so now. So be nice but to people. Be nice to everyone. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to follow along on our journey, you have two places, well, three places now to do it. You can either do it right here on YouTube, or if you're not on YouTube, you can head over to YouTube, give us a subscribe, talk in the comments. I check the comments every single day. There's not been any. Um, so <laughs> if you're over on YouTube, go check us out. If you're on Instagram, I check that every hour almost because i don't i don't do a lot because it's on your um, phone yeah because on my phone i do a lot of work but like you know if i have time i'm mostly just browsing instagram talking to people so um or if you want to support us and help us make this podcast you can do it through patreon but honestly your support by just hanging out in the instagram or joining our new discord link down below or liking one of our or liking a video or a podcast or leaving a review that's just as great as, as a buck 
So if you don't, you know, if, if you want to support us, but you don't want to do it financially, I totally get it. I don't like doing financial stuff either. Go ahead and just leave a like, guys. You know, <laughs> everything matters. All of you are doing amazing for helping us make this show, and hopefully we're still keeping you entertained. You entertained, baby? Yeah, yeah. Kylo, how do you feel? That's He's great. good. That's good. He's good. <laughs> good, He's, good, good. He's busy. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with uh, Icarus Factor, I think. Um, um, I think I have not Measure Man. That's what we just Well, did. your book is off because we're like ahead but behind. I'm just going to say Icarus Factor. What what comes after this in yours? Uh, measure of a Man. Never mind. Next week, Measure of a Man. <laughs> we come back. Measure of a Man. Do you remember Measure of a Man? Sort of. It's very poignant. We'll talk about what we're it talking next about. Week. So we'll talk about it next week. Uh, data does stuff. It's a data episode. I know. I got that. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, bye bye. Okay. Bye.